0: Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to correct a bit of information I give within the episode itself. So I'm talking about Folklores number one, issue number one, and in the episode, I attribute the publication of this book to Image Comics when it was actually published by Boom. And I'm pretty embarrassed about that because if you're listening to this right now this little bit that I've recorded for the in, you know for the for the opening of this episode this has been recorded 2 days after this episode has actually been released so there have been a bunch of people that have already listened to this episode in which I attribute a boom comics book to image you on the other hand this is your first time listening to this episode and so I wanted to make sure you understood that the host of this episode, me, Big Steve, is an idiot, and I have no excuse. All right, now that we've established that your host is an idiot, let's start the episode. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and today I want to talk to you about a book I picked up on Wednesday. It's from Image Comics, and it's called Folklords, and it's issue number one. This was written by Matt Kent, art by Matt Smith, colors by Chris O'Halloran, and letters by Jim Campbell. All right, so this takes place in a fantasy world. You've got your main character. His name is Ansel. And he's, uh, he's waking up for the day. He's running late for something and, and they kind of trick you at first. They kind of trick you. If, if you'd not paid attention to the cover or read the, uh, the blurb about the issue, they try to trick you because you see this kid waking up and he looks at his watch and it's like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late. And he's wearing this nice suit and tie and he, and his, his parents are yelling at him from off camera, you know? You're not going to wear that today, are you? And he's like, "Mom, leave me alone and and he he runs out into the day, but then you find out he's living in this in a in a in a fantasy world, you know goblins and trolls and elves and and all that good stuff, swords and sorcery, but he's wearing a suit and tie, and as he's walking through the village, people are looking at him like, "Oh my goodness, what is he wearing? What is that? What is wrong with that kid?" And he goes to a a pub. All of his friends are there and they're celebrating because tomorrow is, and I can't remember the name of it. It's like questing day. It's basically once you reach a certain age, you stand up in front of the village and you announce to everybody the quest that you are going to go on. Before you reach adulthood, you have to go on a quest. And they're all sitting around and they're talking about what their quests are going to be. And they're giving him some crap for what he's wearing because, you know, he's wearing, they they don't understand what it is he's wearing. To them, it just looks weird. And he tells them that what he's wearing, he's calling it his questing suit. And finally, he admits to them that the quest that he's going to go on is to go find the Folklords. Well, everybody, all his friends, they just start freaking out. And they tell him, you can't say that out loud. Shut up. You're going to get us in trouble. And apparently seeking the Folklords, whoever they are, that's, that's not something you should be doing. And they make reference to the librarians. If the librarians hear you say this, they're going to silence you. You don't mess with the librarians. And he says, well, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And they end up giving him a lot of, you know, a lot of grief. And finally he just leaves. He's like, you know what, to heck with you guys, I'm leaving. So he leaves the pub and one of the girls there, she follows him. Her name's D. And she's She's trying to talk him out of this foolish quest that he's put himself upon and I can't remember what it is he says to her in return but it ends up upsetting her and and he goes off alone anyway he shows up to the questing ceremony the next morning but again he's running late he had he had it's it, he had explained to Dee the date the night before when she's trying to figure out why he's doing this he tells her that he's been having these dreams about this other world and This, this, this world where the buildings are as tall as mountains and there's just people all over the place and there are, there are no trees and there are, um, ships that fly in the sky and, and, and all this stuff. And he, he, he needs to find, he needs to find this world. He feels like it's real. And, and she asks, you know, well, is this where you've come up with your, like, these clothes that you've made and these, these weird things that you've made? And I'm assuming she's making a reference to like his watch and, So when he goes home and goes to bed, there's like this little this little one page scene where you hear a dinging and it's each panel is like from our world. There's like a World War One scene and and uh, just all these different scenes from our world. And you're assuming that he's having this dream. The dinging ends up being the alarm on his watch and he's he's late again. And uh, he has to cross to get from his house to to the village. He has to cross this river and we meet him earlier in the book. But there's this troll that he's a fairy troll and by fairy i don't mean little wings he's not a pixie he he runs the ferry boat you know a ferryman but a a troll but he's blind and his name is charles and he kind of plays he kind of plays in a little later i just love the character there's just something about charles the blind troll that there's just something about this guy we only get him in like maybe four panels in the entire book these these three basic scenes he's he's barely in the book but I'm already just in love with Charles the blind troll who runs a ferry boat. There's just something about him I love. I don't know what it is. So Ansel arrives at the questing ceremony late, which means he's the last in line. And the guy that goes up ahead of him is, uh, his name is Archer and he's an elf and he was one of the, one of the friends that he was hanging out with the night before in the bar. And so he stands up in front of everybody. He had been saying in the bar that he 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 didn't know what what his quest was going to be. So he stands up in front of everybody and he says, "My quest is to find the folk lords." And everybody goes, "What?" And Ansel's like, "What? What did you do? That was what are you doing?" And then all the 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 librarians come in and these are like guys and girls who are dressed head to toe in red. They wear hoods, they have these hooded cloaks that are red, they have bandages around their faces so that only one of their eyes show. They're carrying these big staffs with these hooks and stuff on them. And they come rushing in and they they put a stop to everything and they they basically say, "Look, here's the thing. There's been troubles around the village lately." And we think the idea of questing this year is a bad idea. So we're only going to, we're not going to let people pick their quests. We are going to assign the quests and it's going to be involved only you. It's, it's only going to be a quest within the village, basically. And everybody is given these quests. Like one guy is, is told, uh, I want you to watch it, the, the find a troll that runs a ferry boat. And keep an eye on him. And if he does anything suspicious, let us know. And another guy is given, I think Ansel is given a his quest is to find a rebellious gnome and turn him into the librarians. And he's like, uh, hello, all the gnomes are rebellious. This is not a this basically the librarians are turning us into spies. And he hooks up with Archer a little bit later in the day and he's like, Look. Archer's like Archer says, "You know, I'm sorry that I did that. I I couldn't think of a quest and I, it just came out." And Ansel says, "Well, let's do it. Screw all these people. To heck with all these people. Let's just let's just do it. Let's leave the village and we'll go find the folk lords ourselves." And that's what they do. And so they sneak out at night. They need the help of Charles the blind troll to get him across the river, and he bribes him with uh, goat pies, which Charles says he owed him anyway. So he gives him two. He owed him, a, he owed him one goat pie. So he gives him two. And then he says, you never saw us. And Charles kind of smiles and he goes, you know what? That's actually true because he's blind. There's just something about Charles I love. So they set out into the woods and right away they're met up. They they meet standing in their path, a librarian. But this one isn't, they have the red cloak, but they don't have bandages on. They're, the guy is wearing armor and he's wearing a full armored helmet that covers his entire face, but one eye. And so they think, ah, we're, we're, we're going to die now because you don't mess around with the librarians. They will kill you. And so this guy is standing in their path and he's, he says, it's, it's, it's illegal for you to be out this late. What are you doing? And they tell him this story about, uh, oh, I left something over at my cousin's house over in the other village. I'm just going to retrieve it. And it's really important to me. And, the guy says, well, that's a shame because I thought you were going on a real quest. And then he stands aside to let him go by. So who is this guy? He seems to be a librarian, but it seems to somewhat subtly support the fact that these two are rebelling against the librarian's wishes and going out on a true quest. And so that's how the book ends. They're, they're heading off to their quest. I have been... In breathless anticipation for this book. There have been two books this month that I've been really looking forward to. I've been seeing a lot on the interwebs. And one was Undiscovered Country, which we talked about. Uh, read it last week. And this one, Undiscovered Country, I enjoyed, but didn't enjoy as much as I thought it, thought I would. This one I really enjoyed. And I think I am going to continue to get these issues. Undiscovered Country, I'm waiting for the trade. This one, I'm going to continue getting the issues. First of all, I love the art. It's very reminiscent of Jeff Smith, you know, the bone guy. I don't know if Matt Smith and Jeff Smith are related. You know, their last names are Smith. I'm sure there aren't that many other people in the world named Smith. And then the fact that their art looks similar, that's kind of weird, right? And I started looking up other things that Matt Smith has done other other things that he's drawn and, and there's not a lot out there that I could find. So maybe I'm just not looking hard enough, but um he is one of the reasons I have fallen in love with this book is the is his art is just beautiful. And um it totally fits the uh the mood of this book because it's it's very, you know, it's a sword and sorcery book, but it's not it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's all it also doesn't seem to be mature. It's not a mature book. It's it's more of an all-ages book. At one point, given the opportunity to cuss, the curse word that he uses is bullsheep, because he's given his quest and he's looking at the piece of paper and he's looking at his quest and he goes, This is bullsheep. And I was telling my daughter that because she has been reading some of the stuff. She's been stumbling across certain graphic novels at her library at school or at the library that we go to on our nerd quest. And I noticed the other day that she was reading trade one of Middle West. And I said, Hey, I've read this. Do you like it? And she's like, yeah, it ends on a cliffhanger. And I said, well, yeah, they'll do that. She's used to reading graphic novels that are the story is told in one, in one graphic novel. And I said, well, it's a trade paperback. It's, it's five issues. There's more issues after that, but she really enjoyed it. So I told her, so I just read this book that I think you're really enjoying. I showed her the cover and how the kid said "bull sheep," and she says, "I want to say bull sheep," and I say, "You go ahead and you say bull sheep." And I haven't heard her say it yet, but I feel like she's she's gonna throw that out once in a while. The old bull sheep. It's like, hey, I need you to go in and do the dishes, Dad. That's a bunch of bull sheep. And I, I wouldn't that wouldn't shock me at all. It'd probably make me laugh. I'd still make her you know I'd still make her do the dishes, but you know, kids make me laugh. I got good kids. I don't know that I've read anything by Matt Kent either. I don't know that I've read anything by that guy. I'll have to look him up as well. But like I said, I've been seeing this a lot on the internet. I think one site described it as a reverse Harry Potter, where Harry Potter is a guy who, you know, a boy from the, uh, and I'll just say the muggle world, the real world, the normal world, who is thrown into a magical world. And is introduced to all this weird stuff to him that's all magical stuff. Well, this is a boy in the magical world who's going to be thrust into the real world and see all this weird stuff that for us would be normal, but for him would be weird. So it's, it's, as I said, a reverse Harry Potter. And, uh, the, th- honestly, it's the, the cover is what grabbed me. When I saw the article online, it was a lot of, it was like one of these speculation articles. It's, you know, we think this is going to be a really big the, the the big book uh for the end of the year and for 2020. And here's the reasons why. And all I could do is look at the cover and go, this looks gorgeous. I'm totally going to going to check this out. And I did and I liked it. It met my expectations. I didn't know what to expect. For some reason, I spent all this time, I had these expectations for undiscovered country and it did not meet my expectations. And I did not know what to expect. I was not speculating on Folklords. I didn't know what to expect other than here's a boy who is from a magical world that goes into the the normal world. We haven't seen him do that yet. But I, I had no expectations going into it. And I think because of that, I enjoyed it much more. So before I wrap things up and close this episode out and let you on to your weekend, because it is Friday and we do have the weekend coming up and that's a special thing, right? It is for me, now that I no longer work two jobs, it's pretty nice to have a full weekend off. But I want to remind any, anyone, hello everyone. I want to remind you, That if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, you have anything you want to say, send it to feedback at StephenRLs.com. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to try to get to the point where maybe every week or every two weeks or every month, one of my episodes is a feedback episode where I'm answering your questions, reading your feedback and just going through listener mail. I think that would be fun. Once, you know, I don't think I'm at the level that we could do it once a week. With only 3 episodes a week it seems kind of weird to have one of them be all about listener mail and considering I haven't gotten any and in this in this entire run so far um but it would be fun to do once a month you know listener mail it's the listener mail episode and you can you so use that email address to send in questions comments if you have a um you know the a memo app on your phone and you want to record your questions or comments and send me an MP3 or a WAVE file or whatever, you just go ahead and do that. I think that would be fun. That would be a fun thing to do. But hey, until then, this has been my episode. Folk folk lords number one, Matt Kent, Matt Smith, gorgeous art, great story. Kept me engaged the whole time. There are there were times when I would check the page count because I, I read these digitally and I, I was enjoying it so much I had checked the page count and go oh my gosh I, ho- I hope I'm not almost done with this issue oh I still got 10 pages yeah yeah that's, that's when you know that it's a good book that could go two ways though you could be going oh my god when is this book going to be over how many more pages left oh, there's 10 more pages I got to get through but this you know I didn't want to look up there and see oh man there's only two more pages left what am I going to do but yeah I got to wait a whole month for the next issue that's just the way it's gotta be but and so yeah trying to wrap it up gosh I'm horrible at that aren't I wrapping up the show I'm your host <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me just another fanboy I'm Steven be nice to each other I'm out just another fanboy is a presentation of the Steven or else podcast questions and comments can be directed to feedback at com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at else.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Steven or else. Boom! Oh.